Prince Bear, from your hearing, Minister Will, thank you so much. Um, in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, I'm going to read it again, if you don't mind. You can stand at the reading of God's word. Amen. I'm going to read it for you one more time, because some folks came late. Yeah, and they need to hear the word. <laughs> it says, and they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be quiet, be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? That, that could have been the title right there, amen? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole. And immediately, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. God, once again, we come before your throne of grace and mercy in our time of need. And ask that you visit us in this place, that we may experience your glory, your power, and your presence. God, ask you hide me behind the cross. Help me to make this thing easy as I walk in the steps of the Holy Spirit. Have your way today. God, we thank you in advance. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. And we're going to tag for a title this morning, A Cry Full of Faith. A Cry Full of Faith. Amen. Like many of you, I have been blessed with three children, three amazing children. And even though I experienced their trying toddler and teenage years, their faults and their folly, their good grades and their bad grades, their productive choices and even their poor choices, I can say with confidence my children have been a blessing to me because children are a blessing. So much so that the psalmist says, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of children. And because we serve a God that gives us the right to choose, I chose to shut down my quiver after the third child, amen? See, three is and always will be my quiver full limit. Unless God chooses to perform a miracle. Ask my wife about that, amen? For he is the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, what I've learned by way of having three children is that children are, I see you, Sister Tanisha, are needy. 
If you agree, say amen. And we as parents first uh, find uh, just how needy they are once we bring them home from the hospital and begin to hang out with them in their cute little rooms filled with their cute little toys as they dressed in their cute little clothes. Yes, through observation and interaction, we become aware of just how needy they are. He crying now. Look, he's, he's saying. And what they need, y'all, they are to determine to get from you as their parent. And they do so by way of getting your undivided attention through this action, this function, this sound, this skill called crying. And not only crying that consists of tears, but even the more audible cries that are full of what will make you the one that helped conceive them. You the one who helped carry them. You the one who helped birth them or adopted them. You the one that loves them. Stop dead in your tracks to take notice and commence to supply them with whatever they stand in need of. Yes, yeah, yeah. To, 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 to stop in your tracks, y'all. You ever experienced that? Because they were crying. And it's all because of what their cry is full of. And here in this familiar passage of Scripture, we encounter a familiar man that I think many of us have heard about in Sunday school, vacation Bible study, or even children's church. And his name is Blind Bartimaeus, who, like a newborn baby, belted out a cry full of what got the attention of the one, the only one that could supply his need. Yes, it would be his cry and what his cry was full of that would be the motivating factor that would garner the attention of Jesus. Now, crying or crying out loud like blind Bartimaeus may be foreign to many of us who grew up in the era where we were told by our parents and grandparents, boys don't cry. And girl, don't you cry over that no good. Y'all can fill in the blank when you. Yes, we were taught and told not to cry or cry out, which was hard to do after we encounter grandpa's or grandma's physical choice of chastisement. Use that leather thing with a belt on the end of it, amen? For acting a fool. But I have come to realize that our relationship, connection to Jesus Christ, crying and crying out, is essential for us as born-again believers that we may get his undivided attention that our hurts, our pains, and our needs be addressed 
by a God that loves us so much. Amen? Any criers in the house this morning? And Scripture confirms this for it was David in Psalms 36 and 4 that recalls how he cried out to the Lord in his time of trouble. And he got the Lord's attention through his cry because the verse goes on to say that the Lord heard him and delivered him out of his troubles. Amen. See, if you're in some trouble this morning, you need to start crying out. Just like David did. Because when you cry and push aside your pride and commence to cry out, God will take time and make time to see about you. Amen? And help you through your difficult situation. Amen? See, we got to cry out. Amen? So, so I, excuse me right now because I need some help as I... Cry out to the God of my salvation. God, I need you right now to come down and touch me and use me like never. And God, I'm crying out to you for your help, your divine help to help me in this moment of presentation of your word. Somebody needs to, to let go today and cry out to God this morning for his help. Just like blind Bartimaeus did, amen. I love the characters in the Bible, y'all, because they give, oh, my God, some direction on what to do when things get rough. Blind Bartimaeus, he cries, y'all, amen. Yeah, yeah, and as we get back to the text, we can, can, can from observation, see that this brother, this man, this child of God has three strikes against him. Verse 46 reveals that to us, for it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. So we see that he's, he's blind. That's his first strike. Uh, he's broke, y'all. That's his second strike. Uh, and he's a beggar. That's his third strike. Now, these three strikes that he has against him would, would, would cause the world and those who operate by the world system to pass him over and pass him by. But, but in God's dichotomy, blind Bartimaeus is a brother who's worth stopping for. But because in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, blind Bartimaeus is in a perfect position to encounter the compassion, care, and blessings from the one who can change his life. Did you come this morning for your life to be changed? If you did, you're in the right place at the right time because Jesus is in the house. And he moved from heart to heart and from breast to breast to change lives, to change thoughts, to change habits, to change direction, to give you a new direction. You see, even, uh, even though he's blind, broken, a beggar, unlike the world, Jesus is still interested in him. I, I, I know you're messed up. I know you're mixed up. I know you jacked up because I was too, but Jesus is still interested in you. Amen? You might have even came from the club last night. Jesus is still interested in you. 
you may have drank more liquor than the Lord allowed, but Jesus is still interested in you. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young folk, young folk, you might, ah, my God, messed up last night. You need to know Jesus is still interested in you. Hallelujah. So, so much so that he died just for you. Look at this. Why you were yet jacked up. The Bible calls jacked up sin, if you're taking notes. He died while you were in your sin that you could experience salvation because he didn't just stay in the grave. He rose from the grave on the third day. Hallelujah. Put one foot on time, the other foot on eternity. It's all power is in my hand that now you can have salvation. You see, Bartimaeus, despite being in three-strike territory, musters up a cry full of faith, and it gets the undivided attention of Jesus. You see, cries full of faith have a profound way of getting the attention of Jesus Christ. Amen? And when your back is against the wall, and all odds are stacked up against you, and you find yourself stressed out, depressed out, and about ready to check out. That's when you need to cry out. Amen. In faith to get the attention of Jesus that he will stop by to supply your exact need. Yeah, that's what he does, y'all. That's what he does. And because blind part Timaeus, the son of Timaeus, was wanting to cry out in faith, he aligned himself with the mercy that comes from the Messiah that can make one whole. Amen? You see, crying out to Jesus in faith has, uh, uh, comes with some benefits. For, for, for we, the born-again believer, to take a hold of on this side of heaven. And these benefits don't require a copay. Because Jesus paid it all, amen? And all to him we owe. So put your debit card up now. Put it back in your pocketbook. For your benefit has been paid by the precious blood of Jesus. See, there's some power in the blood, amen? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the pay for your sins and your debts and your guilt, amen? Yeah, so put, 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 your, put your credit card and your debit card up this morning because Jesus paid it all, Amen? Now, you notice here in the text as well, as in other verses of Scripture, uh, within the Word of God, the Son is, 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 is identified by who his Father is. Amen? In other words, you'll see that the Father's name follows the Son, and that's for identification's sake. Amen? And here in the text, blind Bartimaeus is identified as the son of Timaeus. In Numbers 27 and 18, Joshua is identified as the son of Nun. In 1 Samuel 17 and 12, David is identified as the son of Jesse. Amen? Now, I say that uh, because what I've learned is that when you take time to find out more about the fathers of the sons they are identified by in Scripture, you will get a better understanding of the son that the scripture revolves around. 
See, see, when you dig down and get more information about the Father, you will be able to better relate to the Son who was mentioned in the verse you're reading or studying. See, when you take time and make time to get some intel about the Father whose name follows his Son's name in Scripture, you will better be equipped to have empathy for the Son who's the main character in the verse. You you, you see, see, knowing more about the Father will give you a heads up on how to feel about the Son. Y'all rocking with me? Come on, y'all rocking. See, see, that's why when Jesus was giving directions to his disciples on how to pray in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. See, when you take time to find out more about the Father, you'll better understand the Son. And, and, and in the Lord's Prayer, we get some intel about our Holy Father that we can better understand the role and responsibility of Jesus, his Son. Amen? Yeah, yeah, and which was to do his Father's will on this side of heaven that we, his greatest creation, can be delivered from sin. And here in the text... When we dig down, look at this, y'all, and find out more about blind Bartimaeus' father, Timaeus, we find out that his name means son of a blind man, which would lead me to believe that Timaeus' father's father was blind. And Timaeus' father's father's father was blind as well, which means that there was a negative stigma of blindness in Timaeus's family line. And, 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 and we can all relate to that because we all come from and have some type of negative stigma in our own family line. Some of us uh, come from a family line of alcoholics. Some of us come from a family line of drug addicts. Some of us come from a family line of abusers. Mm. But but when you get sick and tired of being associated with the negative stigma of your family line, you will do something about it. Any doers in the house this morning? And blind Bartimaeus must have gotten sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being associated with the negative stigma of blindness in his family. So what does he do, y'all? He cries out in faith to get Jesus' attention that that, that, that his family dynamic can be changed. Just like many of us who, who decided to cry out to Jesus after becoming sick and tired of the negativity associated with us and our family line, and praise be to God that Jesus heard our cry. Amen? Because it was full of faith, and he began a change in us. 
that our family members and our family members after us will have an opportunity to live a quiet and peaceful life in Jesus Christ. Amen? That's why it's important, y'all. We cry out in faith as believers. For your cry is not just for you. But it's also for present and future generations to live beyond the negative stigma that the devil wants them to become accustomed to. Amen? Amen. To your crying is not just for you. Come on, take the focus off of you. And think about those that are coming behind you, my God, and cry out even for them right now. Our children, our children's children. Hallelujah. Let's get like blind Bartimaeus and get tired of this stigma of negativity in our families and let God work through us and let family members see us crying out for them. Blind Bartimaeus cried out in faith for a change in his life. Mm, Look at this, y'all. But the question arises, where did blind Bartimaeus gain all this faith that moved him to cry out like he did. I raise the question because in the text, I don't see anything said about blind Bartimaeus being a member of a church, a life group, a ministry, or any spiritual arena where his faith could be developed and grown. Like at church, like in a life group, like in serving in ministry, and in Holy Ghost-filled arenas where Jesus Christ is the main attraction. See, that's where you can grow your faith. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I don't see anything in the text, Elder Ward, about blind Bartimaeus. But what I do see in the text that gives me some idea of how he took a hold of such great faith in Jesus to cry out like he did, even though he was told to hush up, uh, uh, quiet up, and calm down your cry, is that blind Bartimaeus heard something about Jesus. You see it in the text, it says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many people told him to keep quiet, but he was crying out the more, have mercy on me, son of David. Can you get that, Tim, little fan? Now, 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 if one is born blind or becomes blind, their other senses become enhanced to compensate for their lack of sight. Their sense of touch is enhanced. If you remember the movie about Ray Charles, it was a scene in the movie that shows how enhanced his sense of touch was. Y'all saw that movie? Yeah, you remember that scene? Yeah, go ahead, Ray. But another sense that is enhanced for those that are blind is their sense of hearing. Oh, my God. And I believe that blind Bartimaeus' sense of hearing was so enhanced that he was able to hear conversations in Jericho South and Jericho North and in Jericho West and East about the marvelous works of Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, it was what he heard about Jesus uh, that gave him this great faith. And, and, and that just makes sense, y'all, because the Bible declares by the way of the Apostle Paul in Romans 10 and 17, that faith comes by what you hear. And what is heard comes through the message about Jesus Christ. Amen. See, if you want your faith to grow, that your cries be full of the kind of faith that gets the attention of Jesus Christ, you have to be willing to put aside some stuff and come to church. And when you come to church, open up your ears. But not just your ears, open up your heart. Not just your open up your mind to hear the word of God preached, presented, and pontificated upon that your faith can become large in Jesus. See, when you cry out, Jesus takes notice, y'all, amen? And y'all looking at me like, y'all don't want to cry out this morning. I don't know about you, but I want Jesus to notice me. Amen? Amen. Yeah, because every day ain't a sunny day. So I got to cry out to Jesus for some direction and hope and peace in my life. Amen? Yeah, yeah, I've learned. I've become one of the biggest criers, hallelujah, since I got saved. But you must also remember that cries that are full of faith may try to be hindered by people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, see, see, that's why I don't hang out with too many people. My wife said, where your friends at? I got like two or three. Because you know how crowds can be that are full of church folk. But the text says that the crowd told blind Bartimaeus to keep quiet. And I know this crowd is full of church folk because church folk don't like too much noise. I'm too loud for some of y'all right now. You you, use church folk say it don't take all that, Pastor Heyman. But if you know, like I know, if you experience him like I experienced him, sometimes you got to get loud for the Lord. Amen. Yeah, yeah, you got to get, because you, know, you know we were loud before. Party over here. Uh, we were loud before, but, but what has happened to us now? We get, we get quiet in the house of the Lord. We get quiet in our own homes and act like we don't know what he's done for us, Amen. Come on, you may not praise them like I do, but there should be some noise. He's been so good. But Christian folk like you and I will join in and make a joyful, loud noise unto Jesus by way of crying out. Amen. We're going to leave this place crying out this morning. Amen. Yeah, because we're going to leave different than we came in. Amen? Yeah, yeah, we're going to attach some faith to that cry. I'm glad nobody's sitting here. Amen. That faith to, to that cry, amen, that God, Jesus Christ, will, uh, will hear us. Amen. And this cry, 
For I blind Bartimaeus to have mercy on me, son of David. Proclaimed by Bartimaeus two times. Mm. Reveals to us that he was willing to trade in his misery for the mercy that the son of David, Jesus Christ, was in possession of. According to Isaiah chapter 35 and Luke 4, 17 and 19, and this, and this mercy that Jesus was in possession of, he was so willing to bestow upon this man full of faith. In this, in this season of giving, I, my wife and I were talking about it. Some folks are going through because in this season, you think about some stuff and loved ones, and it brings misery to your heart. You know, you serve a God who wants you to trade in your misery for his mercy. That you can make it through, my God. These difficult days. Hallelujah. Yeah, he wants you to trade it in like you trade in that old car and you get that new. He wants you to trade in your misery for some new mercies. Because I found out that they're new every morning. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Bless your name. And blind Bartimaeus was full of faith that it compelled Jesus to stop. Come on, man. You, we got enough faith in us to cause Jesus to stop just for us. And he just didn't stop, y'all. He called him. Oh, my God. And, and it was a call that caused blind Bartimaeus, look at this, to exercise his faith by moving towards Jesus. Look what it says. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. See how the crowd changes when Jesus gets in the mix? That's why it's important that we invite Jesus into our mix. Yeah, he will change your mindset. He'll change your language. He'll change your outlook. Amen? He got to be in the mix, y'all. He got to be in your home. He got to be in your car. Amen? So you won't drive so crazy when he's in the mix. Now, remember, this brother is blind. Therefore, he can't see Jesus. But he's moving towards Jesus by faith and not by sight, which reveals to us that faith has some movement. See, faith is not stagnant or confined, but faith, true faith in Jesus Christ is mobile and active. I think James says it best in James 2 and 26 when he says faith without works is dead. See, faith will cause you to actively do for Jesus. But faith will also cause you to have full movement to pursue Jesus. Y'all, he's, he's blind, but he's moving and he's pursuing after Jesus. And it's all because of his faith. Faith has movement. Hallelujah. See, when, 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 when you say that I have faith that Jesus is going to give me the drive of my dreams and you don't go online to fill out no applications, you're not moving in faith. When you have faith to say the Lord 
is going to bring me my Boaz on my roof and you're not working on you in the meantime. You're not walking or moving in faith. Because faith has some movement, amen? If you have faith to say, Lord, I know you're going to heal my body, but you keep eating chicken wings and pig feet. You're not moving in, our oh God. The faith of Jesus Christ, because it has some movement, it's active. It will make you do some stuff that you never did before. It's active. It'll make you adopt children and take care of them like they're your own. Faith has some movement. God wants us to move towards him in faith. Come on, come on. Even though we can't see him, we know he's there. Come on, man. He couldn't see him, y'all, but he kept moving because he knew he was there. He heard his voice, and I don't know about you, but there are times I hear his voice, and I know he's not there, but it causes me to move forward. When the world and situations wants me to move backwards, I know he's there. Amen. And Bob Bartimaeus shows us in the text as he moves towards Jesus. Look at this, y'all. And in the process, in his moving, he begins to take off anything that would hold him back from exercising his faith. The question on the floor this morning, what is holding you back from moving towards Jesus Christ this morning? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it unforgiveness or anger? If that's the case, the Lord Jesus can remove all that stuff from you that you can move towards him in faith. All you got to do is have some faith. Because the Hebrew, I just said, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, I like to say it like this. Faith is, faith is having trust and belief in who you have trust and belief in. Faith is having trust and belief in who you have trust and belief in. And as believers, our trust and belief is in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That, that you, like blind bottom man, can experience, look at this, the manifestation of what your cry full of faith can produce for you from Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I, I, I don't know about you, but, but in this walk with the Lord, I'm, I, I, I come with some expectations that the Lord can do some stuff for me. Amen? But I also come with the realization I got to do some stuff too. Amen? I got to walk upright because he withhold no good thing from those who walk upright. I got to love my wife as Christ loved the church and he'll bless my marriage. I got to do some stuff. Amen? I got to love my neighbor like I love my... We got to do some stuff. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a relationship. And, and if you're in relationship with somebody, they do some stuff, and you do some stuff, and it brings cohesiveness in the relationship. We serve a God who wants to partner with us that we can be a blessing to others. Amen. 
Look at this, look at this. Look at verse 51 and 52. It says, so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Oh, my God. The blind man said to him, Rabboni or Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, it's a it's dialogue here, y'all. Amen. Going back and forth. Yeah, he wants to, God wants to dialogue with us. Amen. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now we see from the text that the faith and activity of it can put you in the presence of Jesus. And blind Bartimaeus, by way of his cry full of faith, now finds himself in front of Jesus being asked, what do you want me to do for you? Simple question, but uh, profound in this delivery. What do you want me, the great physician, the great I am, the light of the world to do for you. I know you're blind, but what do you want me to do for you? I know you're broke, but what do you want me to do for you? I know you're a beggar, but what do you want me to do for you? I know you miss your mother because she's passed away during the holidays, but what do you want me to do for you? I know you're lonely, but what do you want me to do for you? I know you've been diagnosed with cancer, but what do you want me to do for you? See, your, your, your faith has brought you here, but what do you want me to do for you, blind Bartimaeus. And blind Bartimaeus, who was born blind, doesn't hold back. But with clarity, tells Jesus what he wants, which aligns with Scripture, for Jesus says in Matthew 7 and 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Do you have enough faith to tell Jesus what you want. Mm. Because this is a question that requires faith to answer. And because blind by the man's had faith, he was able to give an answer to Jesus' question. And due to blind Bartimaeus being blind and crying out full of faith and not just through his feelings, mm. the Lord Jesus not only heals him from his blindness, but he makes them whole. Amen. You, you, you see, when, when, when we learn how to get beyond our feelings and allow our cries to Jesus to be full of faith, we can experience wholeness. Now, don't get me wrong, for the Lord is attentive to us when we cry out to him due to how we feel physically and emotionally. And through his great love for us, he will heal our physical and emotional woes. But when we cry and cries are full of faith to the Lord, he will not just heal you, but make you 
whole, which brings with it completeness, contentment, fullness, and holiness. So let your cry to the Lord today and forevermore be full of faith that you can experience the fullness of God through being made whole. Blind Bartimaeus was made whole on that day. Your Bible may say he was made well. That means whole in the Greek. And after his wholeness, the Bible says that he, he began to follow Jesus. You see, his wholeness motivated and moved him to put some pep in his step and follow Jesus. That he too can share his testimony about the great power, love, and concern that Jesus showed towards him as we rest on our feet. God wants us to do the same. For faith has movement. He wants us to move beyond ourselves and tell others about the great works and wonders of Christ that they too may be made whole. God, we thank you today and bless you for you are a God who loves us and you show it, God. Help us, God, to be more like this man, blind Bartimaeus, who had three strikes against him, Lord, but continued to seek you for his healing and his wholeness through his cry full of faith. God, help us to cry out in faith that we may experience your fullness and be made whole. God, there's so many things that we're dealing with, even right now, God. And we need your help. We need your divine intervention. So God, move us that we may cry out in faith, knowing, God, that you bless faith. Have your way, God. Help us, Lord. God, we need you. We need you, God. Help us to walk in the newness of you as we surrender to you daily and cry out to you for our needs. God, we thank you for being a need-meeting God who is so concerned about us, mm. who is so interested in us, even though we may not be interested in you. Thank you for your commitment to us even right now. God, we love you. And God, we thank you. Of course, in the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.